Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Yeah, we're coming now. Welcome to Wrestling Daft, The Marks. It's the show no one asked for. So if we haven't met, I'm John. I produce um, Wrestling Daft normally and various other podcasts. My wrestling mark qualifications are that I ran a back garden federation in Larbert when I was eight. Ooh, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, that's bizarre. not bad. Yeah, me, my brother, my best friend and my brother's friend. And we were basically, you know, because they were small, they were invited on so we could pick up and do get all press slams on them pretty much. So were you the big show of that federation then, were you? Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I shared a packet of crisps with the big show once. Ooh, I've, I've been in a lift with him once. Have you really? genuinely slightly worried that it wasn't going to, that it was going to stop halfway up. Wow, wow, that, that that's pretty good. So I shared a packet with the, the crisps with the big show and I once won a fancy dress competition Dressed as animal from the Legion of Doom. <laughs> true story. True story. Did everyone think you were Hawk? Because to be fair, if you put Hawk and animal, like some two people dressed up as Hawk and animal, and asked me to say which one's Hawk and which one's animal, I wouldn't have a fucking. That's because you're young. But yeah, me and my best friend went dressed as animal and Hawk. Yeah, so that's my uh, wrestling qualifications. Alex, we've already heard that you've shared a lift with the Big Show. Have you got any wrestling qualifications beyond that? Uh, literally none. I have watched many many hours of wrestling i have similar to yourself we had a little uh, wrestling federation when we were kids i was a maybe three or four times intercontinental champion because we never actually had a heavyweight champion because we all just felt for this intercontinental <laughs> belt so uh, the classic tcw i think my friend shane right now will be having be marking out pretty hard at the mention of his favorite wrestling federation all right and uh, what was your finisher alex Oh, it's been so long, I can't even remember. I think it was something to do, it was something very similar to a Boston Crab. Right, I right, right, right. You know what I mean? You just sit on their back and pull their legs around. Kind of, you know, Walls of Jericho style. Yeah, that kind of jazz. tamer thing. All right, cool, cool. So basically, so while Rab and Grado, they're like Raw, aren't they, really? Uh, we're a bit like main event. So yeah, we're basically... Oh, be... you've, you've completely buried sorry, us already, Sorry, sorry, we're calling us main event, for God's sake. Basically, we're going to sell the hell out of Rab and Grado Um plug everything that they do but we're going to look at wrestling from more of a fan's perspective than what they do because let's face the fact Gradle knows fuck all about the current product oh but he does have the contacts that we don't oh, have well, so exactly. we've got the knowledge Gradle's got the contact Rab's but, just somewhere in between yeah Gradle's you know slept and Slim Punk's couch you know he's wrestled some of the greats he's about to, to wrestle Ken Shamrock in Missouri Minoru. Minoru Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki. Uh, so yeah they do all that stuff we'll do it more from a fan's perspective um, and also try to chat to some of the people behind the scenes while we go as well so this week in the show we're going to be looking back uh, at the wrestling shows that have been going on this week uh, we're going to be burying and putting over things much like Rab and Gredo do uh, we'll be speaking to sports Kida wrestling journal Gary Cassidy we had him on while we were covering everybody loved Gary he's got some brilliant stories and he's first to the news so he's going to be coming in to talk about the latest from the business we're going to introduce a new feature called Fantasy Booking Island, where we basically are going to look at some of the things we'd like to see happen. And probably very, be very unrealistic and very over the top, because I think that's the only way to do fantasy Absolutely. booking, in so my opinion. We're going to do Fantasy Booking Island. Alex has been working on this all week, so I'm intrigued to see what he's come up with it's with Fantasy Booking. Legs. Excellent, <laughs> can't wait. And ICW owner Mark Dallas is going to be talking through some of his favourite things in wrestling in a feature we're going to call The Ten Count, so that'll be later on the show. But let's kick off with a question I want to ask you, Alex, okay? Now, this has been doing the rounds uh, on social media. You can see the video up on the Wrestling Daft Twitter and Facebook it's Michael Jackson in Brazil. Now, 
Have you seen this? I have seen this. Yeah. It's, it, it's pretty good. It's absolutely the best gimmick I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, let me just t- talk you through it. Also, uh, Carmella can eat her fucking heart out with that moonwalk as oh, well. Abso- like, I mean, absolutely. This wrestler uh, is basically his gimmick is he's dressed up as Michael Jackson and he just plays up the character. So he does a moonwalk DDT. He does a kind of Shimon elbow where he kind of spins round elbows and then jumps up on his two kind of <laughs> on his tiptoes. Unbelievable. So I was thinking, right? Well, well quickly, before you get onto that, yeah. the big question about Michael Jackson is how family friendly is that gimmick? I don't know if it... <sighs> <laughs> wasn't proven. It wasn't proven. It wasn't proven. Remember when they freed the doves? Um, but here's my question for you. If there was a celebrity you could gimmick, right? Think about a celebrity out there that, or a, maybe a character from a TV show that you could bring in as a wrestling gimmick. Who would it be, Alex? Now, you, you asked me to think about this a couple of days ago. And yeah. so as such, it has actually since been recast. Right, okay. So my initial casting was originally going to be Charles Dance and it was going to be half the Prime Minister from Ali G and half Tywin Lannister. Right. And he was okay. going to be the heel British manager of British of uh, Moustache Mountain. I quite like that. And he was going to come out and tirade everything. Like, he was originally going to turn out and be really positive, a really nice British person. Right. And then was going to slowly slither into like an evil Brexit, fucking Brexiteer, is evil that, Is that British. not what Regal is though, really? To a certain degree, but the, the casting has had a small tweak. Right. So I've removed Charles Dance. Okay, okay. And I've instead added... Patrick Stewart instead. Patrick so, Stewart, right. For, for, for one reason. So he would be the, the, an evil version of Jean-Luc Picard. So he'd go <laughs> on his tirade, and just at the end of his tirade, he'd point at the ring, and he'd just go, engage! And then, of course, down would run Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, and it would be great. Or he could be like, a, I guess, a booker, and just sort of say, you know, make matches, and just go, make it so. Exactly. There's so much you can do with right, that so, gimmick. So you've went for the kind of gimmick of kind of, uh, manager stroke general manager I'd say I want him specifically I want him to be the moustache mountain manager because I think those boys can go for fucking miles in WWE and I think he'd really put them over the top I think it'd be great alright okay well I've I've kind of been thinking of a gimmick right and I don't think this has really been done recently I've certainly not seen it done before is a wizard gimmick now I mean, wizard, you're, wizards you're, are popular aren't they I mean yeah I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that Harry Potter Gandalf Game of Thrones to a certain degree. Game of Thrones. So why has there never been a wizard gimmick? In fact, why has there never there's never really been a magician gimmick, has there? Like a Paul Daniels wrestler. No, no, there hasn't. What that does tricks in between matches and yeah, stuff. Yeah, then, you could go into the, the crowd and you know forget mm. forget the wizard. Let's go for this magician gimmick, and then like you'd like disappear out of the ring and things like that. Do you have Do you have a casting in mind though? Well, I, I've kind of, I've, I was thinking Gandalf for the wizard, but now I'm just kind of switching it. I, I quite like the idea of a, like a Paul Daniels yeah, no, style I wrestler. Yeah, I think that would work quite well, actually. <laughs> he would get booed out of the fucking house, but yeah. like, I think it would not work. Not a lot, not a lot. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. Listen, if you've got any of these, we'd love to hear from it, and we'll, we'll pass it on to Rab and Gradle for the big show uh, on Friday. So think celebrities that could be a wrestling gimmick. I'm saying Paul Daniels. I don't and I'm saying Patrick going. Stewart. So yeah, I'd say yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting Paul Daniels and Patrick Stewart out of this fucking segment. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, would you? We'd love to hear you. So get us on at Wrestling Daft. Tweet us your celebrity gimmick wrestler uh, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. And we'll make sure that Rab and Grady will get a few of these into the big show on Friday at 3.16. 
So not only can you now get Wrestling Daft merch, we have also launched on Patreon. That's right. You can get lots of extra Wrestling Daft content by signing up our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. Just think how much more stories you can hear about Grado's lovely, lovely, lovely sphincter. Exactly. Uh, we've got some really nice tiers that set kind of set up there. Um, we've also started putting up bonus content as well. At the moment, we Rab and Grado spoke about it last week about a video that um, Rab had done for SWA back in the day. So you basically on that video he sent it through to me. We put it up on the Patreon just now. It's uh, SWA, so you can see Grado before he was Grado. So this is 2006. So Grado would have been. I think just a teenager then, just a, oh, just, just a so. yeah. I think he's a couple of years older. So than you me. can see Grado, and it's really weird seeing him because he's not got any tattoos or anything. So he's just a young lad. The other thing you can see in the video is Finn Bauer before he was Finn Bauer. So you can see a very young Finn Bauer, and he is still like. Does just, he have the washboard? Still has the washboard. Still has the washboard. You can see him do a coup de gras. Uh, off the top rope so we've got that currently up on our Patreon just now so get up and you can see that if you sign up for tier 1 because we're going to put some extra bonus content on our tier 1 so basically that's $4 a month which is about £3 a month so you know a coffee a month really or a, a pint a month uh, on that tier half a pint can, with these days prices oh, that's, true, that's true if you're in the city absolutely Patreon only chat community you'll get on tier 1 you'll get ad free versions of all our episodes you'll get a full unedited version of the podcast you also get bonus content from the show little bits and bobs like I said we've put the SWA thing and the other thing that you're going to be able to do up there is vote on the list of Wrestling Daft which we do with Rab and Grado so this week I put the vote up to our Patreons uh, and it was between as Ric Flair turned 71 this week it was your favourite Ric Flair moments or the other one and off the back of Cody Rhodes Moonsault was your favourite spot you've ever seen in a match Oh, that's very general. I was about to say, I thought you were about to say favourite spot from like a cage or a cell. And no, I was like, no. It's just, just going to be people posting about Mick Foley and Undertaker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty it? much. That's the way it's going to go. But yeah, we're going to be doing that in the list of wrestling daft this week as voted for by our patrons. So if you want to get involved in that vote, you have to sign up for our Patreon. That's the tier one prospect, which is the Cruiserweight Champion, $4 a month. Tier two is the Intercontinental Champion, which is about $10 a month, so about £7.70 in the kind of current exchange rate. Um, you'll get everything in tier one, but you also get a video version of the podcast every week. So we're going to start filming it so you can see Rab and Grado's lovely bunces uh, on that. And uh, <laughs> once a month, you're going to get a bonus episode as well. So Rab and Grado are going to throw out a bonus episode. Sometimes that's going to be like, they were talking about doing one where we're going to talk about Grado's time in TNA, his run to the championship in ICW is going to be another one. They're going to talk through the, the Kelvin Brawl, which they're both kind of put on together. Rab was a pr promoter for that, and it was an iconic Glasgow wrestling event. So I'd imagine very shortly after that there'll be a Kelvin Brawl too, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> got to capitalise on these exactly, situations, Exactly, exactly. So um, we're going to do that. And then Tier 3 is the World Heavyweight Champion, which is $20 a month, a bit more expensive. This is for the high rollers. Uh, it's about 15 quid a month. And with that, you're going to get basically a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt from one of our designs. You have to sign up for three months for that, but you're going to get a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt with a design of your choice. And we're going to start doing live events. Um, we're going to be taking the show on the road really, really soon with Rab and Grado. So you'll get free tickets for every live event that we do on that as well. Well, that's not half bad there, is it? It's so not it's not bad, it's not bad. So get involved now if you fancy any of that. It's Patreon dot com forward slash wrestling daft that's patreon dot com forward slash wrestling daft and become one of our patrons for lots of extra content 
So every week on Wrestling Daft the Marks, we want to find out what the hell's been going on in the world of wrestling. Now, when we were covering for Rab and Gradle, myself and Alex, we were joined by our third partner in crime. He's from Sports Kida. He's now got his own range of t-shirts. He's becoming that popular, I'll tell you that I much. wonder where he got that idea from, Yeah, John. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please welcome Gary Casty. All right, Gary, how you doing? I'm doing absolutely brilliant. And it's definitely not available on the same website as the Wrestling Daft t-shirts either. So I, I definitely did the copies there. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, good, come on, let's give let's get the, the t-shirts a plug while we can. Come on, where can we get a Gary Cassidy t-shirt? You can find me on Twitter, uh, Gary Cassidy, which is actually at Conscious Gary, because I'm still struggling to get that yeah. uh, handle, and um, I am retweeting it all the time, because obviously you need to be a, a show for yourself and be a mark for yourself, so, <laughs> so it's definitely always visible on my Twitter. So you can have your very own Gary Cassidy key, uh, t-shirt, get yourself on Gary's t- Twitter, and you can get yourself one of those. While you're at it, you might as well check out our uh, Wrestling Daft merch is there, just plug that as yeah, well. It's in a week. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So Gary, let's get into the news then, and there has been more Hall of Fame rumours for WrestleMania weekend. Yep, this one leads in nicely for, uh, for last week on Wrestling Daft when we were talking about um, the Bella Twins going into the Hall of Fame. So obviously they, already, uh, they got confirmed on uh, SmackDown. So, so that, one's, uh, that one's at the window. Don't need to talk too much more about that. Um, obviously the other one was just in front of Liger. Um, JBL's been, been mentioned as well. But the most recent one is the one that everybody's been clamouring for. And it's Davey Boy Smith. Um, so last week or two weeks ago on uh, WWE The Bump, which is their, uh, their re-kind of social media show, they had on uh, Davey Boy Smith's son. Uh, and, and everybody's gone, oh, that's a bit strange that he's on that. He was on it with Natalia and stuff. And then now it's came out a week later that apparently it was uh, at um, Stanford essentially discussing this. Um, another wee kind of lead on for that. So that came for Dave Meltzer. Um, but the wee lead on that came for Paul Davies at uh, WrestlingNews.co.uk is apparently the person that's going to induct him will be Bret Hart. Um, so that's quite a nice wee, a nice wee touch there. Um, I think that's that's the kind of thing that, you know, it's probably going to be a, a, a nice one. Um, and quite apparently like, his son is well, going to be there as be. well. So long overdue, I think. Um, that's no, no, we need Christian to go in and everybody can stop moaning. <laughs> no one will ever stop moaning. Don't be silly, Gary. <laughs> uh, no, be fun in that. Exactly. No, I think it's about time. There would be no wrestling podcast with no one moaning, John. For yeah, fun. exactly. <laughs> you know, when you say British Bulldog, then we can start moaning about Dynamite Kid then going in. Aye, that's, that's true. That'll be the next one. That'll be the next one. Um, so on from uh, the Hall of Fame and more back into a potential WrestleMania match, Edge versus Christian, uh, sorry, Edge versus Randy Orton, not Edge versus Christian, um, and it looks like it might be happening, or there's certainly going to be a build to it, isn't there? Aye, so the good news here is, isn't it happening in Saudi Arabia? Um, unless anything drastically changes over the next couple of days. No, I think um, we're which safe I think on that everybody, one. Uh, everybody on thought, that one. oh no, please don't give it away in Saudi Arabia. WrestleMania is the time to do it. Um, but the, the news is essentially Edge's return date. Bear in mind, this isn't always set in stone, but as the way it normally is now with internet, everybody finds out when the arena announces something. And this was the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. have essentially confirmed that Edge will be back on um, Raw on March 9. It could come back before that, you never know, because next week Beth Phoenix is going to be on Raw. Um, actually, I kind of missed the, the bit that they said, so they did confirm she's going to give an update on Edge's return. Um, I actually thought the way they were leading in with Asuka and Natalia last night, they might be leading a tag team match with, like, uh, with Natalia and Beth Phoenix. But you never know, they could do that eventually. But I think um, Beth Phoenix will be there next week. 
be interesting to see Ooh. if they go away with any kind of attack for Randy Orton. Imagine, imagine a concert one day. <laughs> oh, how much heat would he I get? That'd be that? great. But I'm also, I'd also be well up for the Divas of Doom versus the Kabuki Warriors. Like, can we, can we just get that? That sounds good. And uh, I can that, see there's no fucking the response to that, guys. Yeah, Thanks. Going, no, just a little thing that happened. But you never know. They could do anything. Like, Asuka could attack Beth Phoenix before she comes out, or like, Edge could come out and save the day and kind of blow the, the return date out of the water as well. So it's the only thing that, kind of thing that it's set in stone that it will be there in, in March 9th. Um, but obviously it could appear before that. But it looks like that will obviously lead, lead into a WrestleMania match between Edge and Randy yeah. Orton, as, as everybody thought was going to happen the second the Royal Rumble was done and then the following draw. Yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think it's definitely a media match, isn't it? Um, Big Show has been on uh, the Broken Skull Sessions this week, and he wasn't very nice about the WWE locker room, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd say, um, they say it was being honest is probably the, the, the <laughs> nice way I'd put it. It was nice about one guy, which uh, probably most people that are listening to this will be happy about. Uh, it, was, it was quite a big support around Drew McIntyre, which was good, and, and what WWE are doing with Drew McIntyre. Um, but it was pretty much calling out people for not being aggressive enough or, or calling out WWE's booking of, of not making them seem aggressive enough. And the people that kind of took aim at was the New Day, um, which I think everybody's been for a while saying Big E could be. A, and he is, he is legitimate when he's in the ring. Like He's got the comedy, but he is legitimate when he's in the ring. But then but he everybody can't dance. Is kinda, he can't dance like, he's him. aggressive, Gary. He's got to dance. That's his thing. <laughs> if I don't see those hips gyrate every episode of SmackDown, what the fuck's the point in cheating at SmackDown? See, and, and it's always the thing where I'm like, I wouldn't mind them going back to the thing he done at NXT with a five count, but at the same time, I want to see him chucking pancakes and doing the dance. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if I agree with the big show, but I wouldn't exactly disagree with his face. So, uh, no. but no, it, it was quite, uh, it was quite, quite com- uh, complimentary about uh, Drew McIntyre. So I guess swings and roundabouts. It, it, it kind of wasn't happy with some things and was happy with others, but. He's one that again it's been rumoured that he'll, he'll get back in the ring, but obviously sporadically over the over the next couple of years as he winds down his career, as we've seen him getting back in the ring recently. So be interesting to see if we see him against either Drew McIntyre or Biggie in the future, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I'd li- I would like to see the, uh, the big show against Drew McIntyre. Have they, they must have fought before. Probably during oh, Drew's first got run, to surely. They've got to have. Yeah. They've like got Smackdown to Big Show's based everybody, so that's... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Big Show's done a heel turn on Drew McIntyre, actually. Well, he's done a heel turn on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to leave uh, AEW. Let's get on to AEW. Now, apparently, uh, Tony Khan's kind of stepping up now. He's, he's getting more involved in that and things, isn't he, Gary? I there's been kind of... There's been a lot of wee rumours about like power struggles going on at the top in AEW. I don't know how much I'd read into any of them, but the one thing that people have been saying is Tony Khan's taking a, a lot of creative control, which this is something I believe like it's kind of been hinted at for a while. I'm sure actually in the very first episode of Wrestling Daft, Chris Jericho was saying like he does leave a lot to us, but he's got a lot of say in a lot of the creative stuff. But it's no coming out that he's had a, a lot of kind of specific ideas and stuff like that. Um, for instance, the tag team opener last week on Dynamite, it was the, the quote was for PW Insider. It was envisioned and laid out by Can. Um, although they did say that the talents involved, uh, particularly the winners, had their own say in it as well. And the other one is something that's been kind of taken the at least internet by storm because I think it's only really visible on the fight TV showings. Uh, I don't think it's on like the um, the TNT one. As Sammy Guevara signs, um, where when they go to a, a commercial break, they've got him holding up the the loads of cards, no actually saying it, and just pulling the cards to the side asking people on dates and whatever else and, and they had like Darby Allen doing a, a similar one um, but I, uh, that's been kind of rumoured to be Tony Khan's idea which is like man 
does seem like he's a, a bit of a creative genius and it's, uh, without comparing too much. That's kind of what Vince McMahon's more of an overseer and kind of puts his own ideas in but lets other people do a wee bit and then he's always got the final say. So it would seem like it's a kind of similar thing, I'd say. No, totally. Like, I, I, I do like the way that he's been literally asking out every, like, hot, famous American pop star <laughs> at the end of it. Like, it's, it's That's been pretty good. Darby yeah, Allen yeah. done one last week calling him out that was, like, I, I thought was, like, absolutely genius. And obviously I had to scratch it right and everything because it was Darby Allen. Um, but I there's, there's one more thing on AEW as well that um, it might come to nothing. It might be me reading into a lot of things. But obviously there's been a lot of talk recently about Matt Hardy. Um, the main thing is that WWE have offered them numerous contracts with a pretty generous uh, financial side to it but the bit they can't agree on is with Matt Hardy kind of coming to the end of his wrestling career or at least going into the final segment of it, he wants to have like a pretty big kind of creative input and wants to wrestle a lot more WWE as we can see for recent weeks they've been more inclined to use him as a catalyst to get other people over him and kind of using him really sparingly a lot of talk that his contract expires on the 1st of March um, which obviously isn't too far away if it did, it'd be a very similar deal to what happened with John Moxley, where there's, there's no no-compete because his contract just expired. He's not been released in any way. One really interesting part of that is, um, so a very controversial storyline in AEW now is the Dark Order stuff. And it's all about the Exalted one. Last week, there was a wee kind of glimpse of Raven sitting in the crowd. Everybody thought he was unveiled as the Exalted one, but it's that, that's seemingly a red herring. They've been putting out teasers on their Twitter, and every teaser has came out at 3.01am, um, which obviously, if you if you kind of flip that to American dates, the 1st of March, um, they put it was 3.01. So it seems like it's a bit too much to be coincidence that everything comes out at precisely one minute past three. So maybe that's a wee lead-in to, to seeing Matt Hardy in AEW, which I think he's been kind of teasing that as well, he's walking character um a broken character, sorry. <laughs> the Woken one was in, in WWE, but he's been kind of teasing that as well. So, it be interesting to see maybe after Revolution, I think, the first Dynamite will be after that date, or at least the, the second one definitely will be, will be. So, interesting to see if we'll see Matt Hardy in AEW. Yeah, because it's literally the day before, uh, sorry, Revolution is literally the day before his contract expires. Because it's, oh, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a leap year, isn't it? It's a leap year, it's the <laughs> that's Monday. Right, oh. That's right, it's going to be a massive disappointment if it's anyone but Matt Hardy, isn't it? I'd have accepted Marty's girl. You'd accept Marty's I'd have accepted girl. Marty's girl, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, obviously yeah. not been a thing. So thanks, Gary. We'll wait and see if um, Matt Hardy turns up in AEW next week, potentially. Hey, listen, Gary, we were talking about, I don't know, have you seen the Michael Jackson wrestler from Brazil on Twitter? I have indeed. I've had loads of my mates uh, sending me that uh, Facebook messenger over the weekend. So it never gets old. Quite Love good it. To see. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, so we were talking earlier on about um, celebrities uh, and, you know, taking a celebrity or per- maybe a character and turning them into a wrestling gimmick. Have you got one for us? So I'm not sure if I can beat yours. Uh, I don't think I can, but I'm actually going to take a pre-existing wrestler and turn them into a similarly named celebrity. Right. So everybody knows of Nick Gage. Right. I want yep. to put Nicolas Cage into the wrestling ring <laughs> because several reasons. Um, one, you can have a Nicolas Cage match for a start. Brilliant. But he's also never scared of a face-off. Oh, he's a Jesus. He's an army of one. He's filled with rage and he's always got a score to settle. Oh, wrestling can be a dog-eat-dog, but he can definitely kick ass. Oh, and also, no worries, it's SmackDown's move to Fridays because he's never on a Tuesday anyway. And also, if he went there, he could team with Mandy. He's naked at Royal Rumbles because he's gone in 60 seconds. Oh but it's fine because he's in a film called The Rock. 
And there's one last reason as well. His finishing move can be a low blow, and Michael Cole can simply shout, Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't give a journalist a task like this. All they're going to do is do puns. Right. He's also bankrupt, so he'll do fucking anything right uh, now. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Book, book Nick Cage. Gary, thank you very much, sir, as always. Small round of applause for that. I'm the, he's getting fuck all like, from me. He's getting nothing from me. me. Paul Daniels gimmick works better than that. <laughs> Send that man a wrestling daft t-shirt immediately. <laughs> Okay, so like Rab and Gradle, every week we're going to bury and put over stuff from the world of wrestling, except we're basically going to take every single major show and between us we're going to bury and put over all the wrestling from and that all show. of the creatives are going to get all the annoyed at us, and I'm well up for that. Yeah, exactly. So we've taken a couple of shows each. Um, I lost the toss, and it was between Raw and SmackDown, and I ended up with bloody SmackDown. Ooh, no one wants SmackDown. So I'll start Bring off. Bring back the land of opportunity. <laughs> I'll start off, and we'll go to last week's NXT, and we're going to do two buddies and two putovers from each show. Because yeah. we're doing a show, we get an extra bury and put over each. Exactly, exactly. So I want to put over, first of all, from NXT, once again, I did it a couple of weeks ago, was the Broserweights. Oh, just keep putting them over. Just, just, just put them over every week. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, this, the, the, I should probably bury the fact they've lost the golf cart, but they've lost the golf cart because of a reason. It's because the, 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 way, the trophy or the stallion trophy has, uh, has uh, been suspended due to failing the wellness policy in WWE. <laughs> John, Which, I think you should stop bringing these wellness policy up. It's only yeah. a matter of time until the wrestling daft boys drug test you. So I mean, well, no, we won't get to that. Uh, but no, the Broserweights just continue. Just that whole dynamics, just brilliant. And they were fighting um, uh, only Danny Burch and only Larkin, um, who are. Why are, don't they have a name yet? They don't, don't like the, know. the Brooklyn. You know, they have matching tights. They, they have an entrance. Why don't they have yeah, a name? Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. It's like. All you hear is uh, Renell going, he likes a pint in a fight. You know, that's <laughs> that's the, the, the gimmick. But no, they're a good team. But the weights totally putting them over this week. Uh, going to bury, however, Joaquin Wheels ring gear. And there's probably a lot more I can oh, bury on this Wilde's show. Joaquin oh. Wheels ring gear. It's, it's just, he's got this really ridiculous... It's like he can't decide if he's going cycling or snorkeling, so he wears a cycling helmet and goggles at the same time. It's just bizarre. It's like a like a Tour de France, or like if you're cycling in the velodrome, it's one of those kind of cycling helmets, isn't it? <sighs> it's minging, absolutely minging. Uh, so putting Buddy in his ring gear, but, you know, I've got to put over how other grizzled young veterans. Yeah, I love how they work in the ring, and especially love how they do this thing where James Drake will run over and protect the, the, the turnbuckle from Zach Gibson getting hit by it. And listen, just give rose. just give Zach Gibson a mic. He's been so good. Yeah. And I think Rudo highlighted it on uh, on, on his list of da wrestling daft on his top heels. Yeah. And Zach Gibson was his number one. He's just he's, brilliant. He's phenomenal. I just hope the Americans can get you know his accent. I think I think they do, and I think that's what that's what gives them even more booze, as they can hear he has like a thick British accent, but they don't know where it's from, and they can only understand every third word, so they automatically boot. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he's great, and I think uh, grizzled young veterans they'll be at boots all the way up. I think. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think I think they'll have the, the titles on them. I wouldn't be long. surprised, but then again, the the one questionable one, like sorry, when you're talking about say this NXT UK to the main roster progression, it's not happened for anyone yet. And you think you look at someone like Pete Dunne, and he's been 
in NXT for the past three, four years now, and he's always been heavily featured. So I'm not sure how they feel about bringing a lot of this British talent yeah, up to the main well, roster. That's true. That's true. But yeah, that, that was NXT for me. That was my kind of buddies and putovers from NXT. What have you got from AEW, which was apparently almost like a pay-per-view Oh, AEW was week. absolutely on form. They, they, kind of, they can be slightly hit or miss, but they were definitely, definitely hitting hard this week. So start off with the big Darby Allen return, which I thought was, was well done. You know, he comes in at the end of a classic Jericho beat-up segment, comes down to the ring, he pulls out his cue cards, as Gary mentioned earlier on the show, and just really selling that skateboard injury that he got off Sammy Guevara a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, just just great. He got to ride down, ride down to the ring on his skateboard and the entire crowd was going wild. And of course, I have to put over, I have to put over that main event and that steel cage and Cody friggin' Rhodes with a friggin' moonsault off the top of that cage. Like the construction of the cage, it looked amazing. It looked great. Yeah, it did look good. And it that moonsault, Cody just legged it up there. And did you say earlier he closed his eyes? And yeah, just yeah, yeah. Jumped backwards and hoped to Wardlow. Closed his eyes. It looked a bit frightened. I mean, Wardlow just caught him. It was not far off. It was not far off when you see the replay. You go, God Almighty! And I don't know how many how much experience Wardlow has it that kind of situation. Do you know what I mean? I know he's green. He didn't come across being that green actually, but. I know he's quite green, so I wouldn't be overly comfortable doing that spot yeah. with someone as green as him. Yeah, so uh, that's putting over. What, is there anything you want to bury from the show? Ironically, I'd kind of like to bury something that I just put over, and that was the steel cage itself. Now, um, like, I, originally, I thought it looked great. It was, like, on point, fantastic. But once it got lowered to the ring, I noticed that it doesn't hug the ring overly, overly well. Right, There's, like, okay. a little bit of space, and there's this little death gap. Just on the edge. <laughs> right. I think Cody ended up in there at one point. He had to take some really awkward bumps on his knees to make sure he stayed on the ring apron and stuff. And right. I can just see someone getting hurt. I right. can so just see someone Engineers need to look at the steel cage. Yeah, it needs to be like attached to the ring in some way. I'm not sure how they do it, but good on them for trying a different steel cage. Yeah, design. no, I thought anyway. it looked great. It looked great. Anything else? And well, finally, I have to give one thing I'd like to start doing on this show is highlighting production fuck ups right. and giving them what I'm going to nick christen. The Kevin Dunn Award. <laughs> Poor Kevin Dunn. Oh, yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. He's he does too much on a weekly basis to to annoy me. So I yeah, I've got no time for Kevin Dunn. Okay. No time for Kevin Dunn. So, but ironically, the first Kevin Dunn Award has to go to the opposing promotion for again AEW sound design and well not sound design sound engineers and just when Britt was jumping on to do her commentary spot, just hearing the rumbling of like a. Yeah. Do you know, it's just massively unprofessional for a company of that size on live TV, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I think AEW have a real issue with their sound. Like, I've always had issues with their sounds when they cut to the back, backstage segments or, you know, they cut to things out with the commentary. It's Even commentary can be quite Yeah, there's some, there's some real issues with the AEW sound, right? So, they've yeah, got, they've gotten better at that. They've gotten better at realising they're on camera, though. As on the original fight streams Gary mentioned earlier, you just hear JR, like halfway through talking to Shivani, he's like, yeah, so this week, Tony, inner circle, that's what we're getting over this week, inner circle. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was quite funny. Yeah, yeah, so I, I lost the toss. I end up having to do SmackDown. It's going to get better at some point, isn't it? Is it? Well, that, let's, start it? Off with the, let's start off with the positives from it. I think they did a really good gimmick match. Now, I love a good gimmick match because that's for me, is what pro wrestling's all about. Just stupid things. They did a Symphony for Destruction match. Even just the name of that sounds fantastic. Which is great. It? So they had, uh, on one side, they had Strowman and Elias. 
and then the other side they had Nakamura and Sammy and Cesaro. Have they given them a name yet? No, they've not given that faction a name yet or anything. But, you know, it was for one, it was good to see Elias actually wrestling because he's I really liked, you know, he's great. He's sober with the crowd in terms of, you know, his gimmick and all that sort of stuff. I don't think it works as well as a face, but, you know, he's over with the crowd and he gets them saying what with Elias and, you know, WWE stands for. I think that's the thing, isn't it? They can either have him, he's a really good snidey heel, but his problem is his catchphrase is now too good. It's too over. It's too over. But, you know, it was a great, great, you know all the spots you would expect you know Strowman came down with the big double base again yeah I ended up taking it this time there was I forgot that image of Strowman in the double base yeah, that's yeah, glorious yeah, yeah they had uh, guitars obviously drums over the head a uh, really good spot where Elias um, elbowed uh, Cesaro on the table while Braun Strowman powerbombed Nakamura onto a grand piano. Oh, poor it looked poor quite sore, I have to say. But really enjoy it. I just like stupid stuff like that. And I, as you know, long as it's not too much of no, the No, no, no. It's stuff. just now and again, just now and again, a stupid gimmick match like that. So was I really, it, really like was that. Was it better than the Monsters Ball match from Bound for Glory 2017? I think that's the most important uh, thing. It was. But was, that's actually our, say that too loud. Yeah, that's actually our match of the week. And if you want to win free beer, all you need to do is get onto our Twitter or Facebook right now and rate what Grado is described as the worst match he's ever been involved in and what EC3 described as the worst pay-per-view match in the history of wrestling. <laughs> uh, so get onto the Facebook and you, on the Twitter just now, check out that match and rate it out of five for your chance to win a case of beer. Anyone over one star is like. Exactly. So that was something putting that over uh, something for the destruction match. Also putting over the fact that Goldberg, even though Goldberg's getting rammed down our throats at the moment and nobody wants to see the supposed rumours of Goldberg versus Cena at WrestleMania for the belt, that's the rumours. Nobody wants to see it. But Goldberg didn't outstay his welcome. He did the entrance. He came down. He did a bit on the mic. The Fiend turns up. Goldberg spears him, right? There was a, a nice moment where Goldberg, you know, the, the, the lights went out and the lights came back on and Goldberg had the mic. He's like, the, the Fiend's behind me, isn't he? And he turned around and then speared him. And then the lights went out and the feud disappeared. Now, listen, that's great. So Goldberg... I think it was perfect for what it yeah. needed to be. It was short, it was sweet, and it, it did everything it needed to but do. But he needs to lose against The Fiend at oh, he, Super Showdown. If, if he we, needs to lose. If we get the rumoured goldberg Cena match for the Universal It'll title... booed out of that stadium. How It'll little do you have to care about an entire show and a roster of your show to put two yeah. part-timers in the main event at the biggest show of the year... For the big belt, yeah, I'll get, like, I'll get eyes, nonsense. I'll get eyes on WrestleMania, but that whole match will be booed. I, well, out I don't think now. it will. I did read somewhere that they're starting to become more comfortable in letting their current crop of talent handle some of these big matches, right? Okay, but if you're gonna do Goldberg season, save it for a fucking do it crown a jewel show. in six do months. It'll be fine. Show. We can wait. There's no exactly, rush. exactly. Uh, so that's the putovers from SmackDown. Buddy in. Um, I'm amazed you got two putovers. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, well well done. Well I done. want to start off by burying uh, Daniel Bryan um, and the fact he's stuck in a feud with Heath Slater. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on now. Like, I, I get it. He's not working at Super Showdown. You're probably waiting. But where's his build to WrestleMania? Who's he going to mess with? Daniel Bryan cannot 
not be on the WrestleMania card. Oh, he might put him in the Andre Memorial. Oh. You, you know, it's like you find a place for him because he's so good. I think there's a couple of stars right now that, you, that I'd be looking at to think, where are they? Where's their yeah, spot in the Reigns card? Yeah, Reigns is another one, but you, you end up... Ah, the Chamber's chamber, yeah. cha is... Uh, the Brian's chamber. in the Chamber as well, is he not? Brian's so in the Chamber, go. yeah. He's but, at least got I that. Mean, but where's he going to go after that? Uh, so, yeah, I'd, he's stuck... The good thing is that Drew Gillack's involved in this now, which is making it more <laughs> brilliant. You just fucking love a PowerPoint, love, don't you, John? I'd love Drew Gulak of Drew Gulak. So, Buddy and that, and uh, also I'm going to Buddy Lacey Evans gimmick. Now, Ooh, it's not good. This week they kind of, you know, they, they kind of addressed it. They did a good thing. They had a sit down with Rennie Young where, you know, she said, you know, you were a bully. You know, you're accusing Bailey and, you know, uh, what's her face? Sasha. Sasha of being a bully. Um, and she kind of addressed that and that was fine. But this sassy Southern Belle character doesn't match up with this kind of marine background that they're trying to build. So she's, it's just heel. Sassy Southern Belle is just heel, heel, heel. Put her, however, in combats, put her in camouflage, and you know, have her salute when she comes out. You don't even need to do combat. The, America, the Americans will lap that shit up. If you think it right now, they don't really have that Mr. America gimmick that they sometimes that they yeah. almost always have yeah, on. So it makes sense. Do 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 it with uh, one of the women, and you know they would laugh that up. So I think there needs to be a character shift in Lacey Evans to make that her kind of face run work. Just let them go and watch Glow, and just copy the female. The American character yes. from that. Yeah. And do that. Do and that. It'll be better. Do that. Do that. Yeah, do that. Do that. So that was SmackDown. Raw was on. What have you got from burying and putting over from that? Well, I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to bury, I'm not sure if this is the first week that it's, I think this, no, this is definitely not the first week it's happened. But again, the change in the commentary team. Why Why have they again gotten rid of Vic Joseph? Of Vic Joseph? I mean, I know Dio's been, was in and out for, I don't really know what was ever happening with him. It's as if they were going to put him in a feud with Lesnar, then he just wasn't on commentary, then some Joe no turned way. up. <laughs> it didn't really make any sense. And now they've just gone and replaced Vic Joseph for Tom Phillips. So it means we've now got Tom Phillips, Byron Saxton, Byron and the King. Saxton. And so basically the King is the best commentator oh on my Raw. God. And now that is saying something. That's not a show. I like Tom Phillips. I think Tom, oh, yeah, Phillips, actually, yeah, is a, Tom Phillips is a decent play-by-play -play guy, but he's too on, He's too man. much Michael Cole for me. It's I think... They've essentially just said to him, just be Michael Cole, and that's what he does. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think he's fucking good at being Michael Cole, but I just want someone with a bit more personality in there and something a bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, we've got yeah. Michael Cole on Fridays, but we don't need him I on mean, Mondays as well. Who'd you put in? Is, who'd you put on colour then if you don't have Byron? I mean, King's kind of there for. <sighs> Nostalgia purposes, but who'd you put on I'd Byron? Be, I'd bring up Aiden English. I thought he was not. I bad. thought Aiden English was I'd actually, actually bring up, all right, yeah. I'd also get Pat McAfee on there because I think Pat he McAfee's, was good when he he's did a it fucking that. rocket. That's yeah, why he's yeah. good. Like he's, I think Pat, Pat yeah. McAfee. Oh, you could even put, I don't know, you could bring Nigel up to the main roster, right? Bring yeah. McGuinness up, put Pat on commentary. That NXT, makes sense. Yeah, put yeah. Nigel up there. I think Nigel would make a big difference there. Him and Tom have some good, already have some good working dynamic from yeah. Tom doing NXT UK. Yeah, of course, I think yeah. it's pretty decent. That'd be why I'd go about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anything else? Second thing I'm going to do is get the. I'm going to have to bury something to do with Drew McIntyre here. Now oh. I don't want the Scottish wrestling fan base to get too upset. I loved his interview, but I'm burying that fucking new T-shirt of his because it's awful, and just that claymore on the front of it. They've just put it in the same place as Brock Lesnar's sword tattoo, and yeah, it's just not it's just not necessary. They don't need to do it. They can come up better than that. Oh, it's a suggestion. Let's uh, some new T-shirt suggestions for Drew. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, I think we should just be coming out in three-man three <laughs> three attire. That's what I want. 
Just, just him re-wearing the three-man band attire. Right, right, okay. I'm going to go, <laughs> like, just go down the kind of Scottish kind of phraseology, like, I'm going to batter fuck out you. Oh, did you not see there's some new line of T-shirts in Glasgow that's got, like, Buckfast stuff all over them? If Capaldi can go to the Brits with Buckfast, Drew can smash a bottle of Buckfast <laughs> over Brock's head or something. That'd be class. He just comes down to the ring with a bottle of Bucky. Oh, I'm a wee bit too pissed for this match, lads. And it's no... Glasgow like... street fight rules. <laughs> We made laser. Got it happen. Or can we get just a headbutt T-shirt with Glasgow Kiss written on it? That I'd be up for that. That's well up for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Some merch suggestions for you, Vincent. Yeah. If you want to take them on board, we'll, you know we'll take and a cut some commentary of them. suggestions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll take a cut. Um, so that's our burying or put over. Oh, from I haven't us. managed to put anything over from Roy yet. Oh, have you not put over? You gone gone put on. Oh, sorry, I've got over two things. This is the most important ones. Right, so, go. So first of all, going to put over Mr. Thomas End, Alistair Black. Not for being attacked by the OC before his match, but for then calling them out at the end of the match. So that means that potentially on the horizon, we're going to get Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. Now that makes me moist, I'm not going to lie. That, that, that is good. I mean, good to see Alistair Black doing something other than a squash match for once. Or chilling out in a cupboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which seems to what he likes to do. I still don't like his entrance. I don't like that coming up. Like... I liked it until I watched like a YouTube video where someone was standing right next to it and you could just see him like getting into it and sitting <laughs> awkwardly before it came up. That, yeah. that very much ruined it for me. Don't like that. Don't mm. like that. Um, what's the other thing you've been over? Uh, my boy, Montez Ford. Ah, and yes. If, 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 whenever I do Raw, I think there's going to be a little bit of a running theme. I'm probably just going to end up putting over Montez Ford. But he wrestled Seth Rollins. He looked great. He was great on the mic. Great build to Super Showdown on Thursday. I'm probably still not going to watch it because a little part of me dies whenever I try and watch these Saudi <laughs> shows. But I want to watch that match. <laughs> uh, Street Profits think they've got a chance against Buddy Murphy and See, Seth Rollins. They, they put the belts on them. I think they need to get the belts away from Buddy. And Actually, again, what's Seth going to do at WrestleMania as well? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, cause I was gonna Kevin say, Owens will be Kevin Owens. Yeah, because I was going to say, you want to kind of get the belts away from Seth. Because then you could give it to the Prophets, then you could put the Prophets and the Authors into a wee feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't see them in NXT. They were kind of like missed each other to a certain degree. I'd imagine Authors might have squashed them a couple of times, but never actually saw that. So I'd be up for that. Right, okay. And 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 as well, Street Prophets were red. This Raw Tag Team belts are red. So for once, (laughs) the belts might actually look quite good on them. So (laughs) Okay, take that. I'll take that. So that's your burying or putovers. Um, Also heard from my burying and putovers. If you want to do your own, all you need to do is tweet us at Wrestling Daft or go onto our Facebook on the Wrestling Daft page. Uh, We'll be putting up the links for that. And Rab and Gradle will be featuring your burying or putovers on this Friday's Wrestling Daft main show. So, do you know, Alex, you can buy Wrestling Daft merch. Can you? It's not as if I'm wearing any just now, John. I know you are currently sporting a, a crud t-shirt. I believe that this is this is actually one of the lowest sellers so far. It so is. I think it I'm is. wearing a little bit of a limited edition t-shirt limited here. Limited edition crud t-shirt, and I am wearing the I'm a Mark t-shirt. Um, these are t-shirts that are available on our Spreadshirt store. Um, you can get them at spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. We've got loads of designs up there. We've got all the catchphrases from wrestling daft, including I'm going to take a bump for you, chips, cheese, and donor meat. Mark, there's the fiend. And my favourite one, of course, I'm a Mark, named after this show. Um, you'll get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk. this show named after the t shirt? That's the second one. Mm, that's true. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. You'll get the links on our Facebook and our Twitter. And if you do buy a t shirt, Please, please send a pic on social media of you in said t-shirt or you can even get a wrestling daft hoodie up there as well and we'll put you in our Hall of Fame. So get on board right now. 
Get your picture in your t-shirt at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling. Ah, I feel that breeze. The warm pa- sun. Pass me another pina colada, will you, Alex? <laughs> Welcome to Fantasy Booking Island. Now, on this island, anything goes. So you get to book whatever wrestling match in whatever way you see fit based on current storyline. So basically, things like this, they're not really going to happen. But we want them to happen. We would like to see them happen. So and if you don't have any ideas, Creative, please refer to this podcast for ideas. Exactly. So every week we're going to book something from a creative point of view on Fancy Booking Island. So I'm going to sit back with uh, my very fancy cocktail with an umbrella on it. And Alex is going to talk you through a few scenarios he would like to see happen. Ooh. Well, fortunately enough, this is going to be a good week of wrestling ahead. We have both the WWE pay-per-view and an AEW pay-per-view. Yes, yes, we do. So, I'm going to... uh, I'm going to dive straight in to AEW Revolution. Right, okay. Into your tag team championship match. Right, the Young okay. Bucks versus Kenneth and, and, and Mr. Page. Right. So I think we're all currently expecting the big heel turn to come from Adam Page. I want to do it the other way around. Ooh. So at some point during, during the match, Page goes out to the crowd, right. grabs a beer, and he's standing neck in a beer. There's been a little bit of dissension between him and Kenny by this point. Uh-huh. And Kenny just super kicks the shit out of him and leaves the arena which leaves the Bucks there to take the belts, take him home, and then they end up actually carrying Hangman back out of the ring oh, with them. I like that. But from there, right? Kenny doesn't show up for a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. I mean like a month. So let's give this some time to breathe. In the meantime, every Japanese female member of the roster undergoes quite a significant change and becomes a lot more heelish gets all kind of badass cyberpunky Tokyo on their arse, apart from Hirako Shida. They can leave Hirako Shida alone. She's fine. Everyone else completely change, right? Then when Kenny pops back in a month, he can come out and be like, yeah, I've had enough of all you Americans, all you drinking beer, not appreciating all my Japanese Josie wrestling. So yeah, we're here to kind of, I don't know, take over, do whatever it is. I don't know, change the world, change the company. So like a female nexus. Female Bullet Japanese Club. Female, female Bullet, Bullet Club. Club. In reverse, right? Oh. I need a name. How about we just call it the Anti-Gaijin Gang for this right, point, right? Okay. So that gives you a reason to overhaul your entire female division. But it doesn't stop there. Right, oh God. Hey, this, you, is the, this is where it grew right, legs. Okay, this is where right, it grew right, legs, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they announce a number one contendership match for the tag team belts at uh, Double or Nothing, right? And it's some kind of mad elimination match, right? So... Kenny, being an EVP, books himself in the match. And everyone's like, who's your partner, Kenny? And he's like, it's going to be a secret. It's going to be a secret. So the match starts. Kenny comes out last. No partner in sight. Just goes and sits in commentary. But this is one of these hooky-fooky kind of elimination matches. So everyone gets eliminated, and you're down to the last two. I think this would work most effectively if they're like uber-faced, the people in the ring. So let's say Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, both in the ring. Kenny comes down, somehow basically... Good little back and forth between them all. So basically, he ends up pinning Luchasaurus. Then he gets Jungle Boy up for a one-winged angel. Jungle Boy reverses it, pins Kenny. One, two, three. Little roll-up. Kenny goes mental, gets on the mic, and is like, no, 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 no. You may have beaten me, but you haven't beaten my partner. To which, a hooded man wearing a tiger mask, now the most markiest of marks know where I'm going with this, walks down to the ring. While this is happening, Kenny gets in the ring with a chair, twats the fuck out of Jungle Boy. 
Masked Man jumps up on the Katorna turnbuckle, 6.30 splash, picks up Jungle Boy, sets him up, a lovely big Kamagoye to the head, pins him, one, two, three, takes off the tiger mask, and it's Kota Bushi, giving you your main event at Double or Nothing for the tag team titles, the Young Bucks. <laughs> Versus the Golden Lovers. Right. Oh, you have taken a lot of thought into there it. There you go. That's, right. that's, that. I'm going to say book it. I'm going to say book it. But what happens? I'm intrigued to what you do with your female bullet club in the meantime. When, when this is all going on with Kenny and the Bushy. Basically, I want to keep... I want the females to essentially do their own thing. I right. want them to be linked to Kenny as the reason why they've all gone heel. But I don't want there to be too big of a link there because I want okay. them to go and shine by themselves, if that makes sense. Right. And I just want them to generally start causing havoc, change up their style a little bit, try and get over with the American crowd a little bit more. And I think being heels the way to do that. And I think it gives the women something to do. It gives them the heel stable they were looking for with the Nightmare Collective. I just think it gives them a lot. Right. Think- book it. Book it. You booked me. Fancy booking Ireland this week, I'm saying. Book it. Yes! That's one out of one. I will take that. And if you want to get involved, we'd love to get you involved in Fantasy Booking Island. If you want to book something on Fantasy Booking Island, pick up a pina colada, tweet us at Wrestling Daft, and we'll feature you on next week's Fantasy Booking Island. So every week on Wrestling Daft, the marks, we're going to feature one of our former guests from Wrestling Daft as they do a thing that we're going to call the 10 count. 10 questions based on wrestling. They've got to give us just the first answer off the top of their head. And we're going to start off this week with ICW owner Mark Dallas. Number one, first wrestling match you watched. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper and Bob Orton, was it? Uh, Mr. Wonder- Mr. Wonderful, Paul Londo. And Bob Orton was in a corner. I've heavy fucked yep. that there. But that was the first that match was a, That saw. was the first one you ever saw? Yes. Number two, best match you've wrestled in? Well, I've only wrestled a handful of times, but it would have to be the time that I got kicked fuck out of by Jackie Polo. Number three, your favourite opponent? <laughs> I don't know, Jackie Polo. Favourite wrestler of all time? Ultimate Warrior. Five, favourite tag team of all time? Uh, Legion of Doom. Six, favourite finishing move, aside for yours? I don't know, I've no clue. <laughs> I've never thought about that before. Yeah, you must have thought of your finishing move. You must have thought, what would your finishing oh, move mate, be? Some, something like... A stunner one. Something that wouldn't involve me picking somebody up. Like a, stunner, like, a stunner or like a, a famous or something like that. Something where I don't need to do anything physical. Aye. Your favourite promo of all time? Favourite promo of all time? That is a solid one. One that sticks out, being put on the spot of that, is Ric Flair's after he's won the 1992 Royal Rumble. Oh, man. Oh, Aye. my favourite Royal Rumble ever. Uh, favourite entrance theme number 8 favourite entrance theme mate what are you trying to date me here um, uh, Rob Van Dam, Pantera Walk number 9 favourite pay per view uh, WrestleMania 17 Rock in Austin yes beautiful 10 favourite match of all time favourite match of all time might actually be The Rock versus Hulk Hogan fucking listen that comes up a lot, that match. I'm telling you. I'm telling it's, you, it comes up a, mo- a lot. It's incredible. I'm telling you. Thanks. That was the 10 count with Mark Dallas. So that's it for the first wrestling Daft Marks. Thank you very much for listening to this. Um, hopefully you've made it all the way to this point in the podcast. Hopefully you've not buried us already and got to this point. Please uh, make sure you subscribe to Wrestling Daft. We're going to be twice a week now. Uh, get us on Apple. You can rate, review, um, and subscribe there and please leave a we'd love to hear your feedback because we can only get better 
<laughs> Way <laughs> to put yourself yeah, over, John. Exactly, exactly. So thanks for listening. Uh, Rab and Grado are going to be back with the main show on Friday at 3.16. Um, Joe Henry was meant to be on this week, but I've just had a text from Grado saying he's cancelled and it's probably oh. going to be on next week. So at this point, I am running about trying to get a guest because we're recording tomorrow. And you're also breaking kayfabe, John. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> hopefully we'll have someone on this week for that. Uh, definitely, however, the list of wrestling daft this week is your most memorable spot from a match ever. Alex, what's yours? Oh, probably The Undertaker pushing Rikishi off the uh, Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, that was your favourite match, yeah, though. Yeah, that's so the six-man at Armageddon. Yeah, so that's where my head initially So Rikishi goes. going into the, the, the... Rikishi getting pushed off with, the, like, the weakest chokeslam of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go back a wee bit. And the one that really stands out, the first kind of spot that people went into school next game, they go, did you see that? Was Hulk Hogan suplexing the big boss man off the top of the big blue cage on Saturday Ooh, night's main event. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing uh, that. Is, on and, YouTube, yeah. It's the first thing you went, it's, you know, that was the first wrestling holy shit moment. And you go, <laughs> he's dead, he's dead. <laughs> uh, so I believe that. But please get your favourite and most memorable uh, wrestling spots into Rab and Grado and we'll feature you on the list of wrestling daft this week when the boys come back at 316. Uh, that's it from us. Um, I've... Two big pay-per-views this week. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a busy show this next weekend. Week. Yeah, so busy we've got obviously week. we've got Super Showdown on Friday. Run through the card quickly. You can give me your winners from each. UD versus Miz and John Morrison for the tag team championship. Ooh, Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna waste my time with that one. Brock Lesnar. Reigns versus Corbin. Oh, Reigns. The Fiend versus Goldberg. Oh, I'm gonna say Fiend because I'm gonna They've fantasy got, book that. I'm not gonna predict it because I don't. Want, I can't say Bill Goldberg on that. Please, please, <laughs> please don't put the title on Goldberg. Uh, AJ Styles, Andrade, Bobby Lashley, Eric Brown, R-Truth, and Rusev in a gauntlet match for the big trophy. Ooh, I could see them doing AJ. I think I think Andrade might win that, you know. Ooh, I don't know. It depends on how much the rumours about a suspension were. If it was just because he was on holiday, yeah. Why yeah. Not? Bailey versus Naomi. Bailey, because they don't seem to know what the hell they're doing with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think Bailey's going to retain so they can set up her versus Sasha at yeah, WrestleMania. Kind of all they've got yeah, left. yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins and Murphy versus the Street Profits. The Street Profits every day of the Your week. Your boy's going to get the tag team championships, do you think? I think it's time. I think it's time to move them on. And it makes sense to have Seth and Buddy as interim, um, call it champions. Uh, the what you call it champions? Do you know when they use them as passy champions? Oh right, passy champ. We just call them passy champions. They're the passy champions. The passy champions. Potato passy champions. And then we've got Revolution this Saturday. Big paper event. Chris Jericho versus Moxley. I think they're going to keep it on Jericho. I think they're going to give Jericho a full year run and have him lose it all in. Really? Okay then. Nia Rose and Chris Statlander are going to keep it on Nia Rose, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Oh, Darby's got to get his revenge, surely. I think they might have Sammy Guevara win that beyond because I think they'll have every member of the Winner Circle win that pay-per-view, Ooh. potentially. Uh, Jake Hager versus Dustin Gotta Rhodes. Be Hager. Hager's That's not going to lose a match until not he's exactly. lost his first match. Um, I'm going to come back to this one because that's an interesting one. MGF versus Cody. MGF versus Dirty Finish. Dirty finish, Dirty finish MJF. I heard um, another uh, podcast uh, talking about this, actually. They reckon Cody will batter shit out of MJF to leave him this kind of bloody mess. There'll be some sort of hooky goings on, and MJF, this kind of absolute battered guy, will just kind of lean the hand over Cody yeah. to pin him one, two, The three. classic, like, the classic yeah. kind of finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Wouldn't that, be surprised. That would be interesting to see. And I'm, this, for me, is the most interesting uh, match on the cards. 
Kenny Omega and Hangman versus the Young Bucks. Obviously, the Young Bucks with a Kenny Omega heel turn in the middle of it. Do you think so? Oh, I well, don't you're fine. So, no. You're fine. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I want to happen. That's what, what do you think will happen? I think that we'll, this has to be with the due to dissension of Paige and, and Omega. It has to be. And I can see them putting it onto the Bucks and Bucks moving on to another feud. I was surprised it was the Bucks in this match. I was expecting Santana and Ortiz, but. I think they'll keep the belts on and they'll put Omega. I, I kind of changed my mind on this over the last couple of weeks. I think Hangman and um, Omega will keep the belts and they'll keep that going. Ooh. And you'll see a, a graduate, a more of a dissension. Um, into uh, though I would love if we'll make a ton here. Because the other one is, I would love that. That would yeah, be great. I think it'd if be you, great. Your fantasy book, I'd love that. Because like you know, all this like everyone's been complaining about like his posing and things like that. Yeah. Imagine that if he's a heel. Imagine how booed he's gonna yeah. get. Yeah. Yeah. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna. Do that. <laughs> They're not gonna. Do that. They're never gonna. Well, that's it been for wrestling daft the marks. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with another one. Sayonara. Audio. Frontier.